0: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: This is an RNZ podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child. I'm Catherine Ryan. And here we draw on my conversations with experts on 9 to Noon to help you navigate family life. Our guest now has written a book to help children overcome stigma and separation anxiety when their parent is in prison. Ivana Milnak's research into parental incarceration inspired her to write children's book, Stardust, We Always Share the Same Sky. It's a magical book encouraging children to explore their feelings about missing their mum or dad children who have been handed what Ivana describes as a secondary sentence. In New Zealand, 23,000 children have a parent in prison and are often living with financial hardship and bullying in addition to separation anxiety. Ivana has an MA in criminology and is a research programme coordinator at the University of Auckland. She's been sharing her research, research findings with educators and policymakers here and overseas. Ivana, thanks very much for your time. Thank you. It's nice to be here. That's a startling figure, isn't it? 23,000 children with a parent in prison.
0: Oh, most definitely.
1: (laughs) And from your research and work, what's common to their experiences and what they feel?
0: Uh, I think the most common thing that children feel is uh, obviously a variety of impacts, uh, which are mainly psychological, emotional, um, and also financial to an extent. Uh, when a parent goes to prison as you can imagine that obviously means quite a lot of changes to the family structure Uh, so children do experience a range of uh, complexities you could say. What was the research that you did do? Uh, So I conducted research in New Zealand on parental incarceration and how that impacts children directly So I interviewed uh, service providers and both governmental and non-governmental departments uh, to better understand these impacts on children and how do they cope with the impacts and what strategies we have in place in New Zealand. Was there
1: some hard hard facts in both senses of the word that, that you were able to use?
0: Um, (laughs) yeah, I think uh, parental incarceration in New Zealand, the topic itself, is not spoken about too often. Uh, So we don't actually know too much about it, which is another reason why I did this research. And, I mean, from the stories that I've heard... Uh, It is very difficult to lose a parent to imprisonment. Uh, So children feel quite a lot of grief and separation anxiety and, you know, issues can come up at school where children experience bullying. Uh, And obviously with Inside the Home, uh, losing a parent to imprisonment also means the loss of an income. And so that has... A lot of impacts on the family
1: were you able to learn most from organizations working with families rather than families themselves? Were you able to do some first person interviews?
0: Ah uh, yeah, most definitely. I think both to have both both perspectives is really beneficial. Um, i Obviously, people who work frontline with these children hear a lot of stories and I was able to hear some of those stories which I was very privileged to do so and yeah so I really learned quite a lot from both both sides what what is the
1: the system I guess that children will will go through um first of all there's I suppose someone having to explain what's happening but then once the parent has gone what access do they have and how
0: That's really difficult to answer. Um, Some families uh, decide to disclose that they did have a spouse go to prison and other families don't feel comfortable to do so. So for the families out there that do come forward and share their stories, there are a few um, service providers in New Zealand, uh, mainly NGOs, so uh, NGOs like Pillars does a lot of work around this topic and their care is specific to children who have a parent in prison. Uh, And there are other organisations such as Work and Income and um, a few other smaller NGOs that do work frontline with children. Are children, however, able to see their parents in the
1: normal circumstances and what circumstances can they and, and how often?
0: Again, <laughs> a tough question. It's really dependent um, on the parent and their offence. Uh, obviously, if the parent has done something quite serious, then those visitations are not allowed. Um, but in other situations where the parent has gone in for a minor crime, uh, the child can visit their parent, um, and this can be quite regular um, but it really depends on the family situation and where the parent has gone to prison, whether it's local. Um, if it's a bit further away, then that makes it a little bit more difficult to make those visits regular.
1: So it might be once a week, it might be once a month, it might be yeah, hardly ever.
0: It's really case by case. How long are the visits? They usually range for about an hour. Um, but from the moment that you step into the prison, your time starts ticking. Um, Obviously, you have to go through different procedures and security um, until you actually get into the visiting centre to be able to see your parent. And again, that varies um, across prisons in New Zealand.
1: What's the prison environment like for children? Is there a different area for them to visit a parent than other family members?
0: Well, from what I've heard... In the more recent times, uh, a lot of the prisons have been putting quite a lot of effort into making these visiting centres within the prisons a little bit more child-friendly and not so sterile, (laughs) which has been great to see. Uh, Auckland Women's Prison, for example, has progressed in this um, a lot. um, And they have done a lot of great work um, in terms of putting up a few paintings and just making the rooms a little bit more child-friendly.
1: I imagine for those who can go and do go, it's obviously a nerve-wracking experience. Um, And what preparation can happen to try and ease that a little bit?
0: Uh, Yeah, definitely. Um, Again, it's very case-by-case. Some children are very excited and others are very, you know, terrified. Uh, so I think the best thing that we can do, uh, whether you're the other parent, a caregiver, a social worker, um, is to just try and talk to children about what they may encounter, what they may see inside the prison, uh, who works, for example, in the prisons, uh, you describe the prison guards and what they may be wearing. Uh, yeah, so I think... There's also been some more work done within the prisons um, where we've created a booklet for children explaining in a child-friendly way um, how this visit may go and what they may see.
1: Other ways of keeping up some connection, some parents write letters to Mm -hmm. keep in touch as in Stardust, we'll come to your story in a moment, but is that a very important uh, way of keeping up a connection and can it go well sometimes and not well other times? It requires a level of cooperation yeah. and handling at both ends, doesn't
0: Definitely, it? Definitely, yeah. I think it's, <laughs> like you say, it can. It, I think for the majority of the part it does go quite well and quite smoothly. Um, so things like writing letters, um, keeping touch over the telephone when the families can. Uh, there's also a great programme that's being implemented into a few of the prisons that's called Storybooks and... This is where the parent sits down and reads a bedtime story which is recorded onto a CD and then that CD is um, passed on to the child.
1: What are some of the known impacts on children of of the separation and what are the sim- symptoms of them?
0: I think one of the m- the few main um, impacts would be separation anxiety and um, as you can imagine, having your parent there one day and then not there the other day would be quite um, shocking for most children. Uh, so yeah, a lot, quite a lot of anxiety is common. Um, a lot of feelings of not knowing where the parent is in some situations. Uh, there is quite a lot of worry in children. Um, they ask a lot of questions around, well, where is mum? Where is dad? Are they okay? Are they safe? Uh, You know, are they being looked after? Um, So these are all very common concerns that children have. Uh, And also grief, I think, is another big impact that children would obviously feel um, just, you know, not having their parent around anymore. Some of the symptoms of this, that children are stressed or are feeling this? Yeah, um, stress, anxiety, um, it can obviously impact uh, their schooling as well, Um, concentration levels, you know, the constant worry um, that they have.
1: What options are there for parents to have their children or babies with them in prison? This has happened in some cases.
0: Yeah, uh, it has, Um, and again, this is very, um, it varies across prisons. Uh, Prisoners can have their children in prison with them, um, only if they're born um, in prison. So there is a unit which is called the Mothers and Babies Unit, and this is where offenders are able to um, give birth and keep their child with them for up to two years in prison. But again, uh, to get into this sort of programme, there are very um, specific guidelines. Um, the parent has to be on a non-violent offence. Um, yeah, there there are quite a lot of guidelines that they have to meet in order to be able to go through to the, to the unit.
1: Your book, Stardust, explores that matter of separation anxiety. For whom did you write it? Did you write specifically for children experiencing this?
0: Yeah, definitely. So Stardust is really a reflection of the research that I did back in 2016. Um, I always wanted to do something more with my research and not let it um, sit on a shelf. So really this is um, a a book written for children who have a parent in prison. Um, I wanted to give them something that they could relate to. There's not too many children's books out there that um, are quite specific to this topic and just to give them the sense of hope um, and self-belief.
1: What happens in Stardust? How do you put yourself, I guess, inside the experiences of that child and communicate through this story?
0: So in Stardust, um, it's basically a story about a a girl and a mother, Um, the girl's mum, um, ends up going to prison and they find it very difficult um, to keep in touch um, as we've talked about it's not always easy and so they communicate through writing a letter to e- letters back and forth to each other um, and they just share common feelings um, emotions that they're going through and they kind of process this together um, and they do this. They do this through using the sky <laughs> as an example, um, as we all kind of share the same sky. Um, yeah, it's beautifully
1: illustrated. And and what is the importance of that idea of of contact, of being able to imagine contact across time and in, in space?
0: <laughs> I think imagination is a powerful thing. Um, so yeah, just encouraging children to feel connected in any way that they can. Um, and just to use their creativity um, when they are missing their parents and they can't always be in touch. I think that's a great message.
1: You've written this, but is creative writing also a very useful tool for children going through this?
0: Most definitely. Um, Yeah, I think that I have seen quite a few stories um, where children have written um, about their feelings and um, opening up and expressing how how it feels to them to have their parent go to prison. Um, I've seen some beautiful poetry as well, so I think that's a really good way um, to express these feelings. And to have their
1: own goals and dreams when so much of what they're experiencing is a disruption to their home life, Um, is that another thing that writing can do? It can help them envisage a different kind of life for themselves.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I think my biggest um, pull around this book was also just to try and change the discourse a little bit around how we speak about these children and to these children. Um, I think in the media quite a lot, you often hear that children who have a parent in prison are nine times more likely to be imprisoned themselves. So my um, push there was just to create a positive story for them um, to say that it's okay to have dreams and to chase them. In fact, I suppose part of that
1: so-called cycle mm-hmm. is that you do start imprinting negative thoughts about yourself and imprinting Definitely. an inevitability about yourself unless something disrupts that very natural human process Definitely. and replaces it mm-hmm. with something else, with with, with different
0: kinds of Plans and dreams. Yeah, definitely. So um, uh, there's also so many incredible success stories out there um, in terms of, you know, uh, children who have gone on to achieve incredible things despite having their parent in prison or both parents in prison. So I think if we can push um, those stories out a little bit more and hope that it will inspire the younger generation, I think that would be great. Also how they think about
1: the parent in prison. Is it important to look for, again, just to be careful of what's happening in a young person's mind mm. and imprinting on their thinking? Is it important to look for the best things they can recall and the things they love about that parent rather than this incident or that?
0: Yes, most definitely. Um, and I think a lot of children do, do feel that, um, from the stories that I have heard, um, <laughs> when you're a child at a relatively young age um, they don't really understand fully sometimes what has gone on Um, and so all they know is that they love their parent and that's most important for them at the end of the day so if they can hold on to those positive memories that they have with their parent that's beneficial what can schools do?
1: I, I'm just reading here also mm-hmm. sometimes children, of course, may have to move home or, or live with other family members because the, the, the parent, the, perhaps the one parent, is in, is in prison. Um, so there's all that disruption, yeah. but the bullying, and we know how that affects children's education moving, moving mm-hmm. around. The bullying factor as well, they'd be easy targets. And what are your thoughts for schools and teachers to care for these children and to keep an eye on what's happening?
0: Yeah. I think it's important to just be open to um, understanding the topic a little bit more and just to have a little bit more awareness around what um, children go through. Not every child, but um, I think teachers can help children by um, you know, educating them on what it may feel like for a particular child in the class to have their parent not with them. Um, and just to raise a little bit more awareness around the topic um, of parental incarceration in New Zealand. Why do you have such a commitment to this and to these children? (laughs) That's a great question. Um, I've always felt very driven um, in terms of this topic in particular, just through my studies. Um, You know, we hear so much in the media and in literature about... Um, incarceration rates and offenders, and very little is put um, towards families and prisoner families. Um, so it's really important for me to shed light on, on that topic and the fact that um, we have huge incarceration rates in New Zealand and we are very offender focused, but often the families and the impacts on the families and children, that's what's left out. And I think that it's, a, it's just important to bring light to that topic.
1: How can people get a hold of Stardust, the book, Ivana?
0: Uh, yeah, sure. So Stardust will be available online from today. Mary Egan um, Publishing, yeah. I've just found it. <laughs> yeah, so Mary Egan Publishing and the Wright Family Foundation helped me put this book together. So it will be available um Online.
1: That might be a good book just to have in many classrooms. Yeah, that is my hope. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks very much, uh, Ivana Milnick.
0: Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ